Standby. Hello, this is Penn Jillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the lackadaisical Librocubicularist podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I would potentially enjoy it. A ringing endorsement. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello! Welcome to the LibroCube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywin, and I am the Lackadaisical LibroCubicalist. Speeding up. Speeding up. Today, my friends, is High Internet Day. Combining Friday and the Internet. Two of world's greatest things. The world's greatest things, even. Gonna go ahead and throw the word the there. Hmm. <sighs> Something I like to say at the top of every show is a spoiler warning. However, I feel that a Internet Day episode does not warrant a spoiler warning. Double, however, I do feel that me saying that I don't give a warning in itself is a sort of warning when you really DDD or dig down deep. Here in the Liberal Cube, we say DDD instead of dig down deep for the reason that it's simpler. However, we also, and this is the podcast, we always explain what DDD stands for, which takes out all brevity that may be accrued with the use of the DDD acronym thing. Huh? Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Another thing I like to say is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million dollars. No, that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes, as that is what helps podcasts grow and flourish into things, things. So uh, thank you for those who've done so, very, very much appreciated. Uh, I think since this is Fra Internet Day, and I always like to try to remember to mention that there's an app for this, meaning this podcast available for your listening pleasure, question mark, and convenience, exclamation point, within the Android store. It is free. It is for you, the listener of this. If, like me, you are using an iDevice, what you can do is add the mobile version of my Podbean podcast website to your home screen because that, my friends, is very app-like in both its form and function. I think, with all of that said, it will take us into our very last piece of podcast-related business which is today's sponsor, which is Rusty Shackleford Sex Wings and Sex Teeter Totters Emporium. Once again, today's sponsor is Rusty Shackleford Sex Wing and Sex Teeter Totter Emporium. Thank you to that for sponsoring this. It is so very nice of you. 
Uh, today I only have a handful of some items. What? No. Three-ish? Yeah, we'll go three-ish items. And I'm doing one of my very, very rare, uh, this is behind the scenes action, I should specify, one of my very rare starting a podcast on the drive home. I don't normally do that. Normally, I start them on the drive into work. Normally, if I am talking on my drive home, I'm just recording the opening, but, and this is a big but, and I cannot lie, you other brothers, cats, I want to go walk to the Um, what was I saying? Oh, yes, the sun. The sun is back. Yes. Uh, the days are now long enough that my drive home does not include great swaths of darkness in which I cannot read my notes. So now I leave work and it's bright enough to read my notes. I get home and I'm, it's just about bright enough. By the end of the podcast, I don't really need my notes. We're kind of into non-note category usually for the most part. So you know what I'm saying? We're back at it again. Up in full swing, it feels like. I like it. I like it. So, without further ado, do, <laughs> do, do, I'm going to hop into item the first here, which is from College Humor. College Humor has been one of my internet day staples right from the beginning. In fact, even pre-podcast. It's something I've always been a huge, huge fan of. I actually get, and perhaps this is not something that college humor would 100% appreciate, uh, I get all my college humor actually through YouTube on their YouTube channel and not from the actual factual college humor website. They probably more appreciate people going over there, and I recommend you do to check it out. But uh, because YouTube sort of categorizes and organizes things so so very well I just subscribe to their channel and that way I can check it out every week all the videos they post there that is what I have done that is what I'm doing that is what I did what yes well as I say I check every week but uh, I only tend to bring back if something really 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 gets me and even then sometimes I don't just because they're very short videos for the most part, so it's hard to bring back and talk about a short video, other than to just say what it is very, very briefly. However, the video I'm about to talk about is good in that it is rather outtakes from a series of many videos. Those many videos are featuring Precious Plum. Yes, Precious Plum. I highly recommend that you go over to either College Humor itself or its YouTube channel and type in Precious Plum if somehow, some way, you are unfamiliar with, I'm with what I am talking about. It is a, I suppose you would say, a spoof of, uh, shit, what is it called? Uh, Honey Boo Boo. Honey Boo Boo. It's taking that idea and it's really just the grossly overweight mother and the uh, precocious, yeah, let's go precocious, or precious, if you prefer, a little kid. And that's sort of the only two characters. It doesn't really ever talk about additional family members other than these two, which is good, especially when it's a series of short, web-sized videos. You don't want too many uh, characters, right? Right. I kind of think I may have brought back some before. Uh, way back when they first started, maybe, perhaps? I'm pretty sure I did. 
But the reason I brought back the outtakes is because I think you could watch these and it will make you want to watch the full videos from uh, that all of these sort of originated from. I this 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 video did for some something for me which I always love and appreciate and whenever someone or something does this to me I will love them for the rest of my life and that is caused me to laugh so incredibly hard that tears will come out of my eyes further just sort of on that note college humor is also uh, behind Jake and Amir which has done the same so college humor as a whole Precious Plum, as well as Jake and Amir, as individual entities of co within College Humor, have all caused me at one point or another to laugh so incredibly hard that I could not control myself and tears fell out of my eyeballs. That for me is a perfect example of something I should mention on a Fry Internet Day episode. Something from the interwebs that I witnessed that brought back here to talk about and say, hey, go check it out. Why don't you? Uh, I'm not going to go into the actual video itself for the reason of my time constraints here, as well as the fact that uh, I really, really, really want you to check this out for yourself. Just about anything that I bring back, maybe with the exception of the odd movie that I that I didn't 100% care for, just, to be, just about anything I bring back, well, I suppose some books as well, maybe video games. Okay, well, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, how about this? On internet days, just about everything I bring back is something that I would like you listening to this to experience for yourself. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good uh, a good way to say it. Okay, for example, my next example, and that is a series of videos from a Mr. Matt, and his first name is Matt. I'm not sure what his last name is. It's his, his name is not Mr. Matt. I'm just saying Mr as a sign of respect, I suppose. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. From Matt of YouTube fame, specifically his YouTube channel called Normal Difficulty. Yeah. This again, fits very, very well in my sort of uh, internet day staple, something that I have brought back quite a number of times over the years. Years, can I say years plural? Yeah, I can right from the uh, very beginning, because like with Pelch Humor, I've been watching uh, Matt in his YouTube machinima-style hijinks for years and years. He uh, took a brief hate hits from uh, creating content such as what I'm about to talk about, uh, and that I find very, very interesting as well, for the reason that when he came back from this hiatus, as he's actually I suppose technically done twice now, he'll release a sort of very, very heartfelt video um, in the form of, I guess, sort of a combination explanation and apology. Uh, explanation as to why he has been away, an apology for being away. And uh, they're, they're, they're very, very heartfelt, and I do sort of uh, always comment on these videos with, yeah, uh, sort of, I feel you, buddy, I've been there. That, that sort of idea, because uh, I, I kind of get the impression that as far as our brains, we have a lot in common that uh, occasionally putting out content to the masses, his masses being much, much larger than my masses, 
uh, it's not always a viable option for the reason that you just cannot bring yourself to do so because your brain is not letting you for one reason or the other. Mine would, and I suppose has come in the reason, in the form rather, of uh, my depression, his, although he never comes out right and says that, I kind of think it's the same, that uh, perhaps he has had bouts of depression that have made crack and wise in uh, machinima-style videos nigh impossible. Hmm, interesting thought there. What you could do in a form of audience participation is perhaps watch his uh, return to quote-unquote work videos and see if you get that same sort of vibe. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so let's talk about the videos themselves. Uh, the sort of a flurry of uh, videos he released right after his apology explanation all had to all use the video game Rust, which I think is still in its alpha or beta, if I know things about the video game Rust. Uh, I should mention, perhaps, if you are unfamiliar with Machinima somehow, it is where one will take video from a video game and then uh, overlay it with, could be anything, could be just them talking, could turn it into a movie or a story. Uh, the way I like to describe what Matt does is basically takes the video and then is cracking wise over top of it to great amusement. He's a, he's a funny dude, and these videos will always generate laughs. <laughs> these ones... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say about these ones. They, they make me want to play Rust, uh, and I, I'm not really a huge online playing with other people gamer, which I always mention or often mention on my Video Games Day episodes. But uh, this made me want to join the gang that he had created, specifically called the Penis Brotherhood. <laughs> this game, uh, I, I don't really get what this game is, and I don't think I'm alone in this fact. Even people playing it, I do believe, are sort of confused as to the idea behind this game. And I'm going to say things about this that probably the creators of this game are thinking, what the fuck is going on? For example, Matt and what eventually ends up being a very, very large group of people are playing this game, and then their avatars, the characters that they are playing, will then take their pants off. Now, I don't mean that at home playing they're taking their pants off, although I assume that it is quite possible a lot of the people playing this game take their pants off. Sure. You don't always be restricted by pants when playing video games. Duh. I mean the characters on screen will take their pants off. And something that this game Rust has for some reason decided to do is that uh, you can take off your pants and your underwear. So you are running around sans any bottoms whatsoever with your drunk junk <laughs> with your junk flailing around i don't know actually how much flailing is involved how much penis physics Ooh, that might be a good name for this uh for internet day episodes penis physics maybe 
Anyways, how much penis physics is involved, but you can see these characters' penis, or penis eyes, or, or penis eye, if that's the plural for penis, just hanging out there. So, what Matt has done, and this group of people has done, has created the Penis Brotherhood. So, they'll rove around this seemingly open world and come across random players who they will then accost with the sort of option of either A, uh, taking their pants off and joining the Penis Brotherhood, or B, being killed outright. <laughs> That's friggin', uh... I was going to say genius, but uh, I'm not sure if genius is the right word. It, it's something. It, it, it is something. That causes great amusement. It has that sort of, uh, join us, join us feel to it, which uh, I think they actually, now that I think about uh may have mentioned in the video. The initiation into the People's Brotherhood, which is not a sentence I thought I would ever say, uh, involves... The, the newly initiated standing in front of a sort of conga line where the other members stand behind him, thrusting vigorously. <laughs> How is this in a video game? What is the point of this game? I, I don't really get it. I think it... Is it a... Uh, not a spin-off, but... Uh, <coughs> oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I can't remember, and I'm too close to home to try to remember. Uh, a port? Well, maybe port, is that it? Anyways, of the game Daisy. I think it has some sort of connection to that game, which is another game that I would play, but that whole not being a huge online player guy, and and the fact that Daisy and this game are still not full-fledged, full-flight, released to the public in their completed form games, uh, I'm not really sure I care for that idea, the playing of games that are incomplete seems like it has a lot of potential for frustration as far as glitchiness and, and them not working. Uh, maybe that's not the case. I'll, I'll tell you what, if you've played either of these games, please, 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 I would love to hear from you. And if they are good, which seemingly they are, all, all evidence, I suppose, is sort of pointing that they are good, uh, maybe I'll check them out at some point. Maybe, possibly. Okay, so Matt's videos were broken up into a series of different ones, all revolving around sort of this Rust as a game. Uh, I've only mentioned the first one here, which is the Penis Brotherhood, but there were quite a few involving him trying to make friends in the game, yet repeatedly being killed. That I liked, and that's another reason I'm not sure I would like this style of game, because I'd probably go into it with that sort of idea of, let's be nice, let's treat people how you want to be treated, let's see if I can not kill everyone, and then would just repeatedly be killed ad nauseum, which would get ad annoying. Huh? 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 Folks, I'm at home, so I'm going to have to stop talking about that, other than to say, please go check it out. Uh, I do have one more item that I will talk about tomorrow. For you, it will seem like much less than the many hours it actually will be between me talking and not. Yay, that. I will push this button that will transition into the next day. Yay, even. <laughs> transition. Hello again, part de, or two, if you prefer, 
of this high internet day episode commences now. Or I suppose it already has commenced, really. As soon as I said hello again, that was sort of the commencement of it. You know? So... Oh, you know what? I just realized I edited the first, most of the first part of this episode this morning. And for some reason, the audio was very quiet compared to most of my other episodes. So I think potentially, if this portion of the episode is at all, quote-unquote, normal, decibel-levelly, huh? With uh, other episodes, it will be louder than the first part. So perhaps I should say apologies for that weirdness. It's just one of those friggin' things that drives me nuts. It uh, you get complacent as well in that you record, you know, twenty episodes and nothing goes wrong, and then for some reason, just out of the blue, something happens and you have no idea why it happened. Uh, it would almost be better if you knew you screwed something up for the reason you could watch out to not do it again. However, I have no idea why I did it, so... And that seems to be the case most of the times. I don't know why things happened. Except for that time where I, uh... uh, Was, uh, like, last month, I think, where I, uh, didn't actually turn on my recording device and just talked in the car the whole drive to nothing. Yeah, that was pretty bad, and my fault, and have not done it since, for the reason that I pay very close attention to not doing that anymore. You see what I'm saying? You smell what I'm cooking, The Rock? Ah, yes. Okay, so item the third is, uh, I suppose, rather a combination of several items, and they all revolve around Mr. Kasim G. Yes, YouTube sensation, we'll call him. And his, uh, again, we'll just call it for the reason that it I suppose makes sense, and it is easy to do so. Call it his web series, California On, colon, and then whatever he's talking about that week. Uh, I've brought these back quite a number of times, which seems to be the theme of this particular Internet Day episode. Things that I've brought back before but have not done so in a while, we could call this episode. Some, some variation on that, perhaps? I don't know. <laughs> the ones that I have no choice but to bring back of Kasim G's are ones such as this, where he goes out to boot. Normally, his episodes are all filmed at uh, Venice Beach, which are good and always generate laughs within me, but my favorite ones are where he's going to various places like, uh, say, a Comic-Con, or these ones are the absolute best, where he went to the uh, AVN Adult Entertainment Expo which is exactly what you think it would be. (laughs) A bunch of porn stars and starlets. There's uh, awards, there's picture Comic-Con, but with more boobs, less comics, but probably still some comics, and uh, sexual devices that you have only dreamed of or had nightmares of in some cases. So Kasim does something that I think is very smart, with most of his Californias on, California ons, yeah, and that is he'll have the the video in itself and post that, and then also I think simultaneously post unedited versions of some of the talks he has with people, so that way, if the video impresses you, 
you can go over and check out the unedited portions of said video. Very, very interesting idea. And I think it works well. What I've done for our purposes here is uh, just sort of focused on the unedited versions and not too much on the actual factual California on edited version itself. Other than to say that, I do have one note, and this will give you, I, I suppose, an idea of what you can expect a little bit, a little bit. And that is that whenever boobs were on screen, rather than having them pixelated or maybe putting a, a black bar over them, what he did is used uh, Jeff Goldblum's head, <laughs> one per boob, <laughs> to, to uh, censor these babies. For the reason, I guess you can't really show boobs on the old YouTubes. So uh, I'll, I'll leave that video to explore yourself. And I really, really hope you do. Okay, so first unedited clip I watched was where he spoke with a Miss Janet Mason, who's been in the biz, the biz of adult entertainment, vids and what have yous, since 1998. So, uh... You know, she's been, um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to be nicer than Kasim was, because quite often he is not, how you say, nice. That being said, he also has a web series called uh, Going Deep, where he interviews porn stars and is uh, sort of incredibly comedically mean to them, but they know what they sign up for, so it's not just like, they show up and then he's mean. It's they show up expecting him to be mean and then he is mean. And sort of, they play along. This this uh, California on, him, him Kasim G coming to this, doesn't reach the levels of meanness by any means. <laughs> so uh, it still has a tinge of it, especially in this episode where he was sort of hinting at the age of this porn star. A little bit, a little bit. Uh, she is married, which kind of fascinates and appalls. I don't know if I'm appalled. Probably more in fascination than the appalled camp. Uh, just the thought that her husband, who produces a lot of the videos he is in, has to watch her have sex with other guys. Now, there's guys who get off on that, so maybe that's his deal, but it's a whole very strange dichotomy going on there that I don't get. Especially when you consider that uh, Janet Mason here says that she is a... Oh, I forget how she described it. It was something queen, like large cock queen or <laughs> something like that. Anyways, she likes a big cock. And we're talking like over a foot long, I guess not necessarily black, but let's face it, usually black. Uh, she, she's a fan of that, which I suppose makes sense if you're in, again, the biz since 1998, things are maybe going to be a little stretched out down there. So, uh, you know, maybe you uh, need those big uh, things hair. Oh boy. Okay, next had on uh, Asphyxia Noir. Uh, this one I liked because Asphyxia Noir was one of those uh, porn stars who came in to do Going Deep, so they have interacted before. He was actually much nicer <laughs> to her in this than he was in the uh, in the Going Deep episode, which I recommend you check out that series too. Friggin' hilarious. She was there with a, a porn star guy, 
and they were sort of showing off this device. Uh, there's a lot of strange devices, I assume, in the porn sex world. This, uh, one of the strangest, and I don't get, but, you know, different strokes for different folks. Uh, Asphyxia really did seem to like it, and it was basically, uh, being electrocuted. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Uh, it's a box, a black box, that you can put various wands and gloves on that then uh, electrocute you. The the interesting one, just for the reason because it's kind of sciencey, is uh, this guy would put one on his belt, sort of between his belts on his skin, which would then turn himself into sort of an electric being. Yeah, a little superpowery. So uh, whatever he touched would then feel this shock for the reason that it was touching him and turning him into a sort of lightning rod, turning his <laughs> you know what I just realized? Would turn his rod into a lightning rod, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, further sciencey coolness that I don't really get where the sexy part comes in is that uh, he touched asphyxia, and then asphyxia touched chasm, and he could feel the electricity as well. So, gonna be pretty strong, and therefore painful to have this happen to you. I don't know, very, very strange, and yet incredibly amusing for the reason that Kasim G is that. Folks, I have to stop and get gas, or as we say in Canada, go-go juice. Please do not question the fact that we call it go-go juice. It is the truth. Back in some moment. Editing. 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 Road again. That was a very different On the Road Again remix. Thank you for that voice box. So, we got a uh, little Janet Mason, a little Asphyxia Noir. Next, let's move on to Zoe Fox. Yeah. Uh, she spoke of, well, spoke of because Kasim asked, getting groped. Because that's a complaint that I hear often in even like a Comic-Con or... Uh, fan Expo, that if you are a woman who is in a scantily clad cosplay, you're going to expect some groping, which I find uh, unsettling that a guy would do that. Very, very strange. Uh, and if it's going to happen there at a, at a Comic-Con or Fan Expo, then the odds of it happening at the Adult Entertainment Expo, Expo, I assume, go up exponentially. So she was saying... Uh, you do got to watch out for that. They do sort of point guys out to security guards when it happens, and I guess they get kicked out. But if there is a porn star that you're a really big fan of, uh, and you're about to go home anyways, <laughs> you know, like, oh, okay, so not only do I get to grope this porn star, but I also get escorted out and don't have to uh, make my way through these crowds. That's fun. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Zoe here also spoke of, as a, a number of these folks did, about the after parties. That the expo itself is pretty tame when you compare it to the parties that happen at night. Basically, from the sounds of it, just orgies. Uh, I don't know why you would call them parties. I suppose there's maybe poppin' chips, and that classifies it as a party. But uh, from the sounds of it, it's, it's pretty much an orgy. Kasim <laughs> kept trying to get invited to these quote-unquote parties with 
little to no success, seemingly possible success with these next two girls, Abigail Mack and Mia Malkova. They had uh, their bodies painted rather than clothes, uh, at least in the top half. Kasim pointed out that uh, you couldn't see nips, though, because they put uh, little sticky things over their nips, and that's a shame. If you're going to get body painted anyways, you might as well leave the nips out. Come on. It's just common courtesy. Uh, one of these girls, I can't remember which, actually, was up for six awards. Uh, <laughs> and the range of awards that she was up for, I found amusing. Like, best uh, male-female scene, best female-female scene, best blowjob. So she's kind of really running the gamut here. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. Best new starlet. So she's also new on the scene. Apologies, I don't remember which one was which there. Hmm. Okay, last, but certainly not least, in fact, for me most, and just mind-bogglingly hot, and you know what? I say mind-bogglingly hot, and Kasson, when talking to her, seemed like his mind was perhaps a little boggled as well. Definitely, out of all of them, he was sort of I don't want to say calm, cool, and collected, but uh, that was the impression you sort of get. And then when he got to Allison Tyler, who, my God, just, I don't even know what to say about Allison Tyler. My God. He got a little, not tongue-tied per se, just a little maybe shyer than normal, which is unusual to see in him. And perhaps even a little starstruck. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know if he planned this out before, uh, or it was just in his tongue-tiedness that uh, this slipped out, but he compared Allison Tyler to a dead Ronald Reagan. <laughs> now, let me explain, as he had to. And that was when people, uh, when she was sort of walking towards her booth through the aisles, people would be just stopping and staring at her, because she's quite tall as well, like six foot, just boobs the size of your head beautiful behind. Good coming and going, I guess, really. Oh, man, this uh, this is probably my dirtiest internet day episode that I have ever done, but uh, I guess suppose it sort of comes with the territory. Anyways, back to the explanation. Kasim uh, pointed out that people would just have to stop and sort of stare and couldn't go about their business until she had passed. And apparently, this was something I was unaware of, that when Ronald Reagan died... Um, they paraded his body through the streets in, like, an open casket sort of thing, which I didn't know that happened. And it was sort of the same thing, that as he was going by, people could not help but look. So that sort of idea. Now, the comparison, once you explain it, I suppose, is nice, but, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, two of the awards, or maybe this is an award rolled into one that uh, Allison Tyler was up for were uh, Best Body and Best Boobs. Oh, I think she'll win. I think she will win. Uh, he Kasim had an autograph book with no autographs in it yet. <laughs> Asked for her autograph or to dip her nipple in ink, like on, a, on an ink pad, and then um, <laughs> use her nipple as a stamp to stamp the autograph book is what he asked her. 
Um, she went with just the autograph. Yeah, went uh, went that route. Decided against the nip stamp. Ooh, nip stamp. That might be the title of this episode. You never know. You never know. Uh, one thing I liked how this part ended is that she signed her autograph breast wish- wishes. Breast wishes. That might also find its way in to the title. You never know what could happen in the titles of these episodes, but I do like Breast Wishes as well. It's, uh, it shows she has a, a sense of humor, which I think these girls would, if they did not have a sense of humor, go insane at these things. I think you got to sort of realize that you're in a situation that is a little different and a little uh, provocative. I, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a situation where I... Th- yeah, let's boil it down to say I think it's a situation where I think... <laughs> if you have a sense of humor about it, it's going to go much, much easier for you. Huh? How about that for a thought? Much like this podcast. This podcast is basically just a situation that if you have a sense of humor about it, it's going to go much easier for you. Yep, I should put that on my business card for this podcast. All right, folks, uh, that's going to wrap it up for now. Uh, actually, you know what? I have a f- couple of seconds, perhaps even as much as a minute before I get to work. So uh, let's give an honorable mention to a podcast that I was going to bring back. However, realized I sort of just brought one back, so did not. And that goes out to Comedy Bang Bang. Yeah. Comedy Bang Bang, who had on Doug Benson, fellow podcaster, host Scott Ackerman, interviewed Doug Benson, as well as Smaug, or Smog, probably Smaug, uh, that I have, of course, referring to the dragon from the most recent Hobbit movie. He uh, popped on by. I guess maybe he just stuck his enormous head in the window, because you wouldn't really fit him in a room. Huh, interesting. So uh, that I highly recommend you check out. And uh, I don't have time to talk about it here other than to say many, many laughs to be had, as you can imagine, interviewing a dragon with Doug Benson <laughs> present for that. <sighs> so that will end this podcast, meaning just this episode and not the podcast as a whole. I will say, as I do from time to time, though, that it is nice to be nice. To the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address mailwood.jordan at gmail.com. And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Come the day you're mine
Live long and prosper.